Welcome to episode 38 of the Sunday Conversation podcast presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron, and I'm not going to introduce my co-host right away because him and I have an issue. Um, it's kind of amazing that it took us 38 weeks to get to this point. Uh, everything had been hunky-dory, but like all good uh, relationships, there's problems along the road. Um, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it or put it off any longer, so we're going to jump right into it. Ben, you got married at some point, and I was not in your fucking wedding party. Now, listen, was I expecting to be the best man? No, of course not. That's ridiculous. But I wasn't even in the wedding party. I wasn't even invited to the wedding. Um, how would you like to explain yourself? I'd like to explain myself by asking what even I had at my wedding for dinner. Like, was it crab cakes? <laughs> was it fucking lobster? Like, oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs> Just an absolutely mind-boggling day here for, for old Benny boy. Um, yeah, man. I Normally, I ask you how your week's been and all that <laughs> stuff, but I think we'll skip the pleasantries this week and, and kind of jump into it. So, so today, I get a text from you that says, more or less, I'm paraphrasing, I was married at some point. I don't know if you know that. So <laughs> I'll let you elaborate because it's your story and I don't want to steal the thunder. So, Benny, why don't you fill the people in? on your uh, nuptials um, and I'm really curious see here's my theory before I let you uh, uh, I apologize my theory is you got married during the time that you had me blocked on Instagram and that's why I didn't know about it see if you're if you're a lawyer you know it's like you're really you're on to something I would be a great lawyer but anyways <laughs> but yeah ahead, dude so it. I mean obviously let's just call it what it is um, for, I don't know, the last six months, maybe, I don't know, since like June-ish, July, basically July, I was, uh, dating a girl and congrats. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, I basically did like a lot of stuff, like, you know, went to 30 States, oh, no, um, for you sure. know, met met families, you know, had some great times, all this. Um, a couple of our listeners may know this, but <clears throat> two weeks or so ago, maybe a little bit longer, two and a half weeks ago, I got gassed. Um, I got straight up axed. And uh, you got cut. <laughs> if it was middle like, school, you would have gotten cut, bro. I got cut. And essentially, it was like done via a note because it was done a note in a locker. <laughs> and um, so it was it was like really shitty. Um, anybody who's been in a relationship probably knows that it's like it's not fun to whatever. Get I mean, listen to two episodes ago. You can tell. I mean, you can hear it in your voice, you know. Right. So I was like, just I don't know really really like baffled because all this like great stuff kind of had just like happened and you know I had all these like plans to like do all this stuff you know for whatever holidays and yada yada what have you and uh all of a sudden I just get like a phone call and it, it was basically like that's it it's over like I don't have love to give like, you know, it is what it is. I, I also understand the side of like, you know, in relationships, like 
sometimes, you know, it's best for someone to, you know, get out of the relationship, which is all good. But I was just like really blown away and I had nothing like, I don't know. I just had this like emptiness, this like void that was like something wasn't right. Like, like it just, it was just really weird. And so my golf clubs are down in Houston and I was supposed to go get them with my now ex-girlfriend. And since I got gassed, I, I basically like my clubs are stuck there. She was still going. I was like, Hey, can you help me out? And like, um, you know, get my, bring my clubs back. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. And so make a long story short, two days ago, I find out that she'll be here today, meaning in Dallas. And then today I get a text like, Hey, I'll be there around one 30. And I just simply replied, okay, awesome. Like <clears throat> if I could have you drop them off at, at the office, uh, that would be, that would be great. In which I got a response that said, oh no, actually I'd like to talk to you in person if that's okay. And I said, I'm in Connecticut. And then I was asked if um, she could call me and she called me and then like kind of like got to it and was like basically um i have a question for you i'm like nervous to answer or ask it or whatever but are you married (laughs) sorry i don't mean to laugh i don't mean to laugh or it was but it was like or have you been married and i at that point i'm like oh my god like so i guess a background check was done on me and the internet brought up the fact that i was married or something so i personally was like relieved in a sense because i'm like well is this fucking why you gassed me because you thought i was married or something but like she claimed she just found that out today either way i i um i don't know dude i can't make that up so i mean here we are uh, like 2020 fucking keep on keeping on dude holy fuck so yeah i guess i don't know like talk to me on that like has my identity been stolen like the i know i told you the first thing you said was like you chirped me because like i filed my taxes in whatever march yeah i still haven't gotten them back and he's like oh you're an idiot you 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 haven't you haven't uh selected you know you're committing tax fraud (laughs) you were you were filing you were filing jointly when in reality you should be filing singly um no uh dude it is or or do you think that's just completely like made up or there's another or there's another benjamin shanenberger out there um because yeah but that went to castleton well sure but the thing about background checks is like if you don't have the person's social security number Like, I don't know how accurate all of the information is. Now, just as an aside real quick, 
when I, the first like real, like big boy job I ever went for where, you know, they did a background check on me. I was sitting in the HR um, office after the background check and I was filling out all the pre-employment paperwork and they had just given me a folder. And in the folder was a copy of the background check. Now, obviously they, they don't typically let you see it, right? They just make sure there's nothing major on it. And then that's it. For whatever reason, there was a copy of it. And so while I'm sitting there filling out the paperwork, I'm kind of thumbing through this thing. And dude, they, if you, like a background check, they have, if your license gets run ever, they have a record of it on this background check. I don't know if you remember this. This was kind of between you and I, but it's, you know, content, whatever, content, content, content. Do you remember the party that Dylan had it was, let's say you and I were both 21. So it would have been 2010 or 2011. And you and I were like the only 21 year olds at the party. Like everybody else was like 20 or 19 or whatever. And the cops came and you, me and Jazzy Fusco were sitting outside and the cops came in the backyard and they took like yours and my IDs. And we're like, you know, you guys are 21. Okay. You know, just chill here, whatever. And they ended up leaving or whatever. That was in the background check that they ran my ID that night. And I remembered, cause it was right around the 4th of July. Someone had lit off a firework and that's why the cops came. It wasn't us, but somebody nearby. And so like that was in the background check and nothing even came of that. They just checked our IDs and you know, went on their way. Um, that, so background checks are really, really fucking thorough. That's, that's interesting that you say that because I actually, a couple years ago, my boy, Ryan Miniachi, he's a, uh, I think he's a, Mil- a Milford or orange cop. Okay. And um, I was like, yo, can you, like, will you run my shit? Like, I was just <laughs> like, I was curious. Like, and then um, I talked to someone else, another cop, maybe. And they said like, oh yeah, but if he runs your thing, if he runs your stuff, then they'll know that he ran it then. Yeah. So it like kind of like shows like, you know, so I was like, actually don't run my shit. Cause like, I mean, I've literally, I mean, dude, knock on wood. Like I've had like a speeding ticket or two, maybe like I, I have been in so little trouble. It's just like, you know, that's why I, I mean, a background check would who, who the, you know, I'm, I'm just curious. It's just crazy. Cause like, I don't know. I've, I'm like, so like out of sort of like the system in a sense. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, I've never had a, a draw a, a job where I've been drug tested or yeah. um, including the SPHL. Um, I have, so- <laughs> I've been drug tested a handful of times and I'll tell you what I am. I, the amount of time I need to get my piss clean is like ridiculously short, but that's the story for another day. And also if any employers are listening to this, I currently have clean piss and uh, I will sign an affidavit saying so. Anyways, back to your original question, which was what do I make of all of it? The internet is a weird place. There is a lot of information on the internet and I don't know if you ever have done this. I've only ever Googled myself a handful of times and thankfully there was an Aaron Taylor that played professional football. There was an Aaron Taylor in Connecticut that murdered two priests. Uh, it was not me. So I get buried way, way, way down the Google results. So if you Google me, I don't come up easily. That being said, some of the stuff that you can find on the internet that you don't even know like where it came from is like scary. Like 
if you search somebody and have a little bit of information about them, you can get their phone number, you can get their uh, party affiliation when it comes to politics, if they're a registered voter, you can get all kinds of information and it's not that difficult. Um, I, I feel so like- why have you hidden your marriage from the world, Ben? Um, I guess I just was like a little, you know, I was embarrassed about it. Was it a green card marriage? <laughs> Dude, that is so funny. Um, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like a little bit like, I mean, dude, you met her. Like, she was with our whole entire family. Like, yeah. would you ever get the um, kind of the thoughts that, like, I had been married in the past? Like, No, I was, no, I was trying, no. I was trying to explain to her that, like, I'm not even really great at, like, like, relate, like, relationships in a sense of, like, I didn't even know that I wanted to be in a relationship. You know what right. I mean? That's why I was, like, pretty, like you know, special sort of, but I guess, uh, well, and that's, and that's what I was going to say is because you and I, and, and Dylan to a degree too, have like talked about like relationships for us in particular. Right. And I don't think any of us are closed off to a relationship, like the idea of a relationship. But I think at the same time, we've all been, we've all been single for, you know, a relatively long period of time by today's standards. And I think we've all gotten really good at like being single and, and, you know, part of being single is, you know, you are responsible and accountable for yourself and only yourself, right? You do the things that you want to do. You get to, you know, do what you want with your money and all that stuff. Like you're not working towards a goal with somebody you're, you're on your own. Right. And we've all gotten really good at that. And you and I have talked about it that like, you know, while we were not necessarily looking for relationships, you know, we were not closed off to one and we were, you and I both were so kind of hyper-focused on what we were trying to accomplish this year with not even just this podcast, but with everything else going on that like the idea of a relationship didn't really seem to make sense. But then along came your ex-girlfriend who was not only great for you, but also kind of fit seamlessly into what you already had going on, which is like, that's the goal, right? Like the goal is to find somebody that you don't have to carve out a big path in your life. Like they just fit seamlessly in and your goals kind of align and you go forward from there. So like, it was good for you. Um, and, and she's a great person. I, 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 I liked her a lot. I, I really did. Um, and that's why when you texted me, whatever it was two and a half weeks ago, and was like, you know, we, we broke up. I was, I was taken aback by it. But then when you texted me today and was like, hey, uh, I was married one time and she found out about it, that was a joke because that may come off as I'm being serious. But (laughs) (laughs) that that you were married once and that it comes up in a background check, I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, well, that I was like, well, that has to be the reason for it, because like, you know, why else? Um, Because everything seems so good. But. Dude, sometimes those calls, and I've gotten calls not quite, have you been married before, but like, you know, calls about other things. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why are you calling me right now with this shit? Um, But yeah, man, what a weird, weird situation to be in. Yeah, dude. Um, But I also think it's, I don't know, like this is, this is good. Like, I feel like in terms of being able to, you know, like had I just not had this like medium I feel like it's like what so what would a person do like jump on their social and like sulk you know what I mean it's like here 
it's it i just get to fucking say the truth like and so it's like i think that's the whole beauty of this um like i also in terms oh go ahead not, not, not to cut you off but i also think like i think it takes like I think it takes balls to like, to like put this out there like that, because, you know, there's a lot of people and there's plenty of things that have not, we've never discussed in this podcast that are very personal between us that have gone on over the last, you know, almost nine months we've been doing this now that, you know, have remained between us. And I think we keep a good balance of not mixing our podcast life and our personal life. But, um, you know, it takes balls to talk about this stuff. And obviously it's an absurd situation and bringing it up makes for good content, so to speak. But like, at the end of the day, you're talking about something that's extremely personal to you that, you know, meant a lot to you. And then to like, hear the absurdity of this situation is like, well, what the fuck? Like, you know, how did we get here? Yeah, totally. Like it's, you know, the last thing I said was, was tune into this, <laughs> this week's episode of the yeah, Sunday right. conversation because I like, you know, here, Hey, here it is right here. Like, this is how ridiculous this, this all all seems and uh i don't know i guess i'm just not the kind to uh you know play games if that's like if that was meant to be whatever um and the bottom line is like it the flip side is like it happened you know what i mean so like the other party could be like whoa like that's ridiculous but like i mean i have the you know the texts and and the right you know it's like it happened this is what happened um now i i do think that you you got to figure out where the internet is saying that you're married and get that fucking part fixed bro because if johnny irs does come for you like and it's saying online that you're married bro you got to get that figured out because you've been missing out on years of tax benefits hey and okay since since I have this medium, I'm, this is a message to the IRS, the internal revenue system. Okay. Services. So fuck, whatever. (laughs) Fucking internal fucking revenue morons. So, Hey, IRS, uh, the past four years, your boy has paid about 2000 bucks a year minimum. Um, you know, for my taxes, um, the past four years when I've gotten to the end of the um, H and R block tax refund portion, I have immediately paid immediately paid my taxes. So if I filed in March, they got paid in March. So IRS let this be known that I will never be paying taxes again. Do you hear that? if I don't get my tax return that I filed in March. So that's how I feel about fucking the IRS. <laughs> I can't believe you just tried to strong arm the IRS on this podcast. You know what an audit is like to go through, bro. I hope you can produce a receipt from a grocery store from six years ago, because that's what you need to do on the fucking IRS when the IRS comes for you, dude. Well, guess what? Are they doing it by mail? Like, how does he, I've emailed, I've called, I've fucking, you know. Well, yours is coming by ground transit, as in there's a guy walking it from the IRS headquarters to where you are, but you've moved all over the country, so they can't find you. That's why you haven't gotten it yet, obviously. Come on, read a book. 
Um, Ben, you can't be fucking around with the IRS. With what is going on with Bitcoin in this last week, and eventually you will need to cash out, and you will have to pay capital gains, you can't strong arm the IRS, bro. They'll come for all that money. Come on, man. You got to play friendly with Johnny Audit. Hey, Johnny Audit, did you hear what I said? <laughs> I ain't paying a dollar until you give me my fucking money. That is kind of crazy, not to turn this into like a tax refund episode, but like it's been eight months and you haven't gotten a, a fucking refund. Yeah, and there's, there's the app, dude. You go on the app and that's like, that's what's funny because if you go on the IRS app, you have to fill out your social, your your filing status and your and your refund amount. And it, every single time it says your transaction is still, or, you know, your thing's still being processed. Did you which, try selecting married instead of single for how you filed? No, because I filed single. Oh, well, okay. Um, and, 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 I mean, we got a little off the rails there, but um, <laughs> I, tried, I, just, I tried to say IRS as many times. So maybe it would pick up in like the, you know, the RSS feed when you, when you upload it, you know? Yeah. I'll, if you want, if you want, I'll put, uh, I can put keywords in, in the RSS feed. I'll put IRS tax fraud, tax evasion. Um, oh Lord. No, I, I, it was funny when you texted me today, I was sitting in an account and we're doing an order and I saw you were calling me and I just responded and said five minutes, you know, I'll call you back. And you were like, I was married before. I was like, I fucking knew it. This fucking guy sitting here telling me he's not a relationship guy. I fucking knew it. Um, but doesn't that make you bend it? But like, doesn't, well, the best, I, I, the best part is I've been in eight weddings. I have like, I am the wedding. What's that movie? Like the bride, the bridesmaid or the one where she's in, she's in every wedding but she can't get married herself it's like i'm oh, i don't know but the expression is always a bridesmaid never the bride yeah um always a groomsman or always a let's see yeah i've been in groomsman. one two three three weddings whatever anyways regardless i'm not as popular as you are well you know it's fine um no what what i was going to say was going back to, you know, what like information is about people was on the internet about people. Um, it's just kind of a, I was, I mentioned the Aaron Taylor who killed two priests in Hartford. So uh, some dude in the North end of Hartford killed these two priests. Um, and his name was Aaron Taylor. And uh, that happened that let's see three days after I had gotten hired by my previous company and I was coming into, you know, we have Friday sales meetings and pre, pre-COVID, you know, you would go to the office, you'd sit down, you have a meeting for a few hours. And that was kind of our day as, as salespeople. The morning of my first sales meeting at this company, I get a text message from the vice president of the company. Please tell me this isn't you with a link to an article that says, Aaron Taylor arrested for murder of two priests in Hartford. And I'm like, nah, that's not me. <laughs> but like, dude, like, you know, I, I think it's kind of a natural thing in this day and age of online dating and stuff. And I think like, you know, especially as the dating world is not super friendly to like in-person meetups right now or whatever, you know, people, I think it's a very common thing that people like Google each other, 
right? And like, like it's, it's very common, I think, you know, and most of the time I feel like you don't get any information. I, this was a couple of years ago. I was at a date scheduled with this girl, you know, we're going to go whatever out for drinks. And she canceled on me last second, which is not that uncommon in today's day and age either. And, uh, you know, a couple of days later, I was like, you know, she was like acting weird after that. And I, I kind of asked her about it and she's like, well, I Googled you. And like this article came up and she showed me the article and it was like the one article about that story that didn't have the picture of the guy on it. And I'm like, Hey, like, what do you think? I'm texting you from a jail cell right now. Like I didn't kill two fucking priests. And I pulled up the article that had the picture in it. And I'm like, this is the fucking dude who killed two priests. It was not me. Um, so the information that is on the internet about people is scary. Like it's scary how much info, but people don't think about it, Ben. Like you put information, not you, the Royal, you put information into Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And you put all this information out there. Well, all that data gets collected and then pulled into one spot. So you go to look for something for somebody. If you put that out there, it's fucking out there. And people are so like loosey goosey with what they do with their own information. It's fucking insane. It's insane. And that's why I knew you were married this whole time. And it's fucking bullshit. You didn't have me in your wedding. Fuck, dude. Like, was the cake good, you know, at least? Like, for fuck's sakes. Like, you know, it's like... It, <laughs> it just doesn't... Like, nothing ceases to amaze me in life anymore. It's yeah, just you've, like, had, you've had a crazy couple weeks, that's for sure. But, hey, dude, we're still groovy, and it's uh, almost T- TG and match, so... Let's fucking go. Um, yeah, I know. It's, well, you're ho- you're home right now. You're up. Uh, you're up chilling at your dad's place, which is which is awesome. And it, like, this is the 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 thing that sucks about my job is is obviously this this next what is it? Eleven days are very busy for me, and it's tough because you're like you're home right now. John Riley comes home. Saturday, I believe, uh, you know, these guys that I don't get to see all that often are, are around and I don't have the freedom to just like, you know, drop what I'm doing and come hang out with you guys. Now I will probably have time this weekend to come chill for a while. And then obviously next week I'll basically Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll be free. Um, unless one of my superiors is listening to this and then Tuesday I'll be working all day. You don't even have to worry about it. I'll be working all day, Tuesday, <laughs> wink, wink. Um, but, um, yeah, man. And you know, it's interesting, actually, I saw rumor mill has it that like a lot of people are still planning on running the road race route, even without the race, like kind of officially going on, which is awesome. Um, and we talked about a couple of weeks ago and, and, you know, I don't know that we have to go that deep into it, but Manchester for Thanksgiving is, I would put stack it up against any town in the fucking country when it comes to Thanksgiving celebrations. Like, I think you could easily make the argument Manchester is the best Thanksgiving town in the country. Um, And truly I would stack it up against anybody. Actually, as a funny aside, I remember I was talking to this girl once about, um, about Thanksgiving traditions. Cause you know, the, the topic came up, what's your favorite holiday? And I said, Thanksgiving. And I explained why. And I said that Manchester was the only race that happened under the road race was the only race that happened on Thanksgiving. And she's like, 
there's like 25 races in Connecticut. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> bullshit. I looked it up. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I was definitely off. I'm like, well, it's the best one. That's for sure. Um, but uh, no, nah, it's a special day. And it, it obviously won't be the same this year. But at the end of the day, Thanksgiving isn't about, you know, just getting drunk with your friends and watching a road race. It's about, you know, the the feeling, the camaraderie of being all together. And, and we'll still have that. You know, it, it'll be different, but it'll still be great. And I can almost guarantee you the Hungry Tiger will be packed like a sardine can on Wednesday night. They are not going to give a fuck about COVID regulations, and I can almost guarantee that. Will I be there? I don't know. But I can almost guarantee you that the Hungry Tiger is going to be just like every other Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking – you know, on the scale of world-class bars, you know, <laughs> I don't think the tiger kind of is even in the fucking same universe, but either way, that's the beauty of it. So it goes, uh, it goes death and company, dead rabbit. The hungry tiger is the three best cocktail bars in the world. <laughs> Shit, man. So here we are. Here we are amping up for a uh i don't know great great time yeah Yeah. i mean it'll be good you know the great the great thing about our friend group is there is a collection of personalities that you put in any situation and and they'll be great like i i honestly and this is going to sound conceited and self-absorbed and i intend it to sound that way which is why i'm going to say it you know, we have one of the greatest friend groups that has ever existed. The collection of personalities, the interest, the diverse nature of the people that are in it. You can put us in any situation and it will be a great time. If you know, you go out to, you go to a bar and you've seen people at the bar, you've seen this group of people and they're having a great time. It doesn't even matter what's going on. They're having a great time. And you say, man, I wish I could be a part of that group. That is our group at all times, no matter what. So it really doesn't matter what the circumstances are going to be of this year. It's going to be fantastic. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic, but how's it feel being home, man? I mean, I know you obviously were home a couple months ago, but this is, you know, kind of an extended stay, I guess for you. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I really, I'm, I'm like here indefinitely sort of for the time being, um feels good obviously there's you know there's always shit going on so um you know it's it's uh it's good to be home um but on the flip side it's like it's also fun to explore so um i i'm not i'm not like throwing in my towel on that but um for the time being, uh, this is where I should be. So this is where I am. Yeah, I don't, I think the kind of call it, let's call it the vagabond lifestyle you've been living. I don't think, like, I feel like people kind of put like time restraints on it, right? Like you do it for so long and then you're just kind of done with it. But I think in reality, it's more about like opportunities and experiences that come up like things that kind of come out of nowhere that you weren't necessarily expecting and like that's kind of been your journey the last whatever 18 months to two years you know you've just kind of as something comes up you go and do it and it's led you to the next thing and the next thing and then 
you know, exploring the entire country for six months, basically. Yeah, totally. I mean, it really, it started with the, <clears throat> the liquor store build. And then from there, it's just kind of, it's pretty sweet. Now at this point, I'm just like bouncing around building sweet shit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, now dude, it was 28 degrees here yesterday. I was like, yes, not sir. having it. Yes, sir. But, uh, yes, sir. You know, that's the new England winter, baby. Well, New England fall, I guess. It's really not winter yet. We're kind of just jumping right into it. But um, that's, dude, that's the way she goes. But, hey, be, I mean, be thankful. Like, I look at the next six weeks and it's like, you know, there ain't much to look forward to other than work and then it's over with. And, you know, here's the downside, I guess, is like, you know, Dylan and I are talking about going to Norway in March and would love for you to join us. Um but like, I don't even know if that's going to be a possibility. Like, I don't know with the current state of the world that that's going to be a possibility. So like that fucking, you know, that part kind of stinks is not being able to plan any kind of distance in the future. But, you know, Ben, you and I were talking well, about this before we jumped on. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, certainly don't take a Norwegian cruise line. Um, and don't buy Norwegian cruise line because it is not a good buy yet. I'll let you know when you should be buying uh nclh or whatever the hell their stock symbol is um no it's um fuck i totally lost my train of thought norwegian cruise lines going backwards um oh we were talking before we got on and like you know this year has been really good to you and i you know all things considered um and, you know, unfortunately for a lot of people, it, they can't say the same thing. They can't do the same thing as we are headed towards what appears to be another lockdown. Um, you know, it's definitely like a time of reflection as the holiday season approaches and, and realize and, and, you know, the spirit of Thanksgiving, you know, other than stealing all the land from the Native Americans and forcing them to reservations, which is really the true spirit of Thanksgiving is, you know, what are you thankful for? And I think at the end of the day, you know, I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for you and the group of friends that I have and, and family and all that stuff. And I think it's really a good time to just kind of like reflect on what we have that makes life special. Um, and if that comes with simplifying it and having to cancel plans and push stuff back, I mean, so be it. But, you know, at the end of the day for, for you and I, it could for sure be a lot worse. And, and, you know, we're kind of lucky to, to be in the situation that we're in. Totally, man. Like we got our brains, we got our bodies, you know, what is it? We got our, uh, body, mind, spirit. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's never a, like, we were just talking, I mean, also before this, that, everybody goes through shit everybody's going through shit and it's like you know there's different ways to handle it and i'm just fortunate enough to have a great you know cast around me that i i'm able to whatever talk stuff out and laugh stuff off and and just know that you know the sun's gonna come up tomorrow so yeah you know what though, Ben, it's not even just that because, because yes, that is important. Having the right cast around you. It's having, and I and mentioned this earlier in this, we talked about it before in this episode. It takes 
the courage to be able to talk about stuff, to be able to see how good your cast actually is, right? Like your cast is great. You know, let's put it, we'll put it in hockey terms, right? If you're winning all the time, the team is always going to seem good, right? But if you, the team goes through some adversity and you have some, some tough games, you start to really see what people are made of, right? So if you have a friend group where everything's hunky-dory all the time and no one ever talks about anything that's like more serious, you know, it's going to seem great on paper. What really shows you what your friend group is made of is when shit starts to hit the fan for somebody, how do they rally around you? And, and without bringing any names into it, I have a, a, we have a friend who I hear from almost every day. Almost every day I wake up with a text from this person. He usually sends me a song that, you know, he's listening to because he gets up before me that starts his day. Uh, or at some point during the day, he'll text me about whatever. We talk almost every day. And the last couple of days, I really hadn't heard from him. And so I texted him this morning. I said, hey, man, like, you good? Like, everything good? And, and he's like, yeah, there's like a lot going on. But yeah, I'm all right. And I'm like, well, hey, man, listen, I'm always here for if you need it. Like, that basically what I'm getting at is like check on your fucking people. Like it's difficult for a lot of people, especially men to like discuss things with other men that shows vulnerability. But at the end of the day, if you try and deal with it all by yourself and I've tried to do it a million times, it doesn't go well for you. Like even just talking to somebody and getting it off your chest is so helpful. It's like, just check in on your fucking people. And so the, to bring this full circle, like the great thing for you and I is we not only have a good friend group, but we have a friend group where we can talk about anything and there's no judgment. It's, it's just pure opinions and, you know, advice or just a listening ear. So totally, we're totally lucky in that, in that standpoint. A lot of people aren't, but like, just check on your fucking people, make sure your people are good because at the end of the day, you never know what somebody's going to. And that's like the whole, like you and I that, that discussed, uh, you and I have discussed pre prior. That's the new we've talked about it before we've discussed prior. Um, we've talked about it prior to this. We've, t- we've discussed it prior to this. Um, but like, that's the, the new, um, you know, just don't be an asshole. Cause you never know what somebody's going through. You never know what kind of shit they got going on behind the scenes, especially nowadays. Like just don't be an asshole be open, be willing to listen and lend a listening ear because you never know when you're going to need one yourself. This year has been good to you and I, we never know when the hell we're going to need somebody to, to, you know, listen to our bullshit. Man. Yeah. I guess this, this made for, you know, a great episode. It's funny. Cause we had like a whole joke we were going to make about my Tesla position I forgot about that actually. <laughs> that was going to be really funny, but uh something uh something came over that, I guess. Just uh, just brief briefly cuz it's you know, we're pushing up against like what our normal time limit is. Ben had what was it? 20 shares roughly of Tesla uh that he bought uh at the split, right? The stock split. So Tesla did a was it four for one split? No, five for one. It was a five for one split. So if you owned, you know, 10 shares of Tesla after the split, you owned 50, but the price was commensurate, right? So it was one fifth of the price. Ben bought 20 shares of Tesla the day it split. And he held on to it for a while and, and Tesla dipped and, you know, receded as all stocks do. It's cyclical. 
And he, asked, he would ask me every couple of weeks, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? And I kept telling him, don't sell it. Don't sell it. Don't sell it. It'll come back. Don't sell it. It's undervalued right now. It's underbought. Don't buy it. You know, don't sell it. Just hold on to it. Hold on to it. The other night, I believe it was <laughs> Tuesday night, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see that Tesla is being included into the S&P 500. The S&P 500, the 500 largest companies by market cap in the stock market, which is a big deal. It means that the people believe in it and it's going to the S&P 500. 500 companies in the entire country go into this, uh, this um, index. And I text Ben and I said, and there go, and here goes Tesla up $53 <laughs> after hours. So Ben plays coy and he, and he, you know, asks why. And I say, it's getting included in the S and P 500. So Tesla was hovering around $400 a share, 400, $410 a share skyrocketed up to 450, whatever that night, the next day, I text Ben because I see Tesla's going up to like 475. And I said, 475 exclamation point. Ben said, I didn't have the heart to tell you the other night, but I sold my Tesla position and I put it into Bitcoin. And I knew it. I fucking knew it because his reaction when I told him that Tesla was up $53 after hours, which would have been a thousand dollars profit for him and he didn't have that great of a reaction it's like this motherfucker sold it he didn't listen to me and i think tesla let's see i'll tell you exactly what tesla closed at today tesla closed at let's see if it was over 500 dollars a share tesla closed at 493 dollars and 52 cents so for anybody keeping track at home tesla in the last week is up 20 percent 82 dollars and 67 cents that is 1600 dollars roughly of profit that ben missed out on and I told him to just not sell it. Now, in his defense, Bitcoin is up $1,600, about 10% in the last week, and is skyrocketing. So I don't fault him because he made a good move. But Jesus Christ, you are the worst fucking stock trader that has ever existed. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. ever. Like... My, my, I told, I told my sister and she goes, yeah, so you're pretty much everything that they tell you not to do when trading stocks. <laughs> they say, don't use emotion. Don't sell when it's down. Don't buy when it's up. And you do all of that. Like it's your job, but you know what, Ben credit where credits do. You are the greatest cryptocurrency investor that I personally know. You've done a great job. You've, you've made and lost fortunes in it. So I will give you credit there. And you've been preaching, even on this podcast, you've been preaching the uh, efficacy of Bitcoin for a long time now. I even, I did the math. And if you listened in the Investing 101 episode, when we did talk about cryptocurrency and had bought Bitcoin then, you would have made $13,000 on one Bitcoin in the last <laughs> eight months. So in reality, you can give Ben as much shit as he want, as you want. And does he actually understand cryptocurrency? I don't fucking know. But the fact of the matter is if you had listened to him and bought one Bitcoin in March, you would have made $13,000 in the last eight months doing nothing. So he deserves a little bit of credit. Not much. I'm still the worst mm, stock trader in much. the history of, of, of the history. But um, there have been people that have crashed the stock market almost single-handedly. And Ben, you are worse than those people. I also think I misused hey. the word efficacy there, but whatever. Well, it also just goes to show that like, I mean, dude, you're bang on, man. You are fucking not wrong about the stock market. So 
Let's I've give been doing Aaron, well Aaron some credit. I've um, been doing well lately, but I don't, you know, to but but Ben, you know, at the same time, I moved a good chunk of money into Bitcoin this week because you know you had been talking about it, and I had I had some cryptocurrency um, that I had held on to from years ago, um, but I moved money into Bitcoin because. You've been preaching it. You've been sending me articles. You've been sending me shit about, you know, Bitcoin going to a hundred grand. And Dylan and I were talking about it. And I said, you know what? Fuck it, man. I said, at the end of the day, I don't want to be sitting here when Bitcoin's $150,000 for one, twiddling my thumbs being like, well, I didn't know this was coming because I have a fucking podcast partner who shoves <laughs> it up my ass every other day. Like I got to be a part of this. So you know what, Ben, you know, for all the good advice I've doled out, you've done just as well. And uh, when we're rich and we have a house on Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard, it's going to be great. And I hope that people follow and are along for the ride. And if they're not, well, it's going to suck when you're cleaning our pool. Hey, dude, that is kind of cool though. That I, Like I didn't realize that stat. If you had bought, if like if you had bought Bitcoin, on yeah, investing one on one, it was like five. It was like five thousand dollars, and now it's it's hovering around eighteen grand. Eighteen, yeah. Which is crazy. It's crazy. But hey, man, listen. I know people get annoyed with the investing content, and so if you don't want to listen, don't listen. That's fine. We're gonna wrap this up because we've been chatting for like forty-seven minutes or so. No, forty-five minutes. Aaron, good math. Good thing you're giving people stock advice, buddy. Um, Benny, really, really good episode this week. And I'm pumped to see you, man. I can't wait to see you in the next couple of days. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be Dude, it's awesome. I mean, and, and, and face the facts. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's shitty times, but I think it's also like, you know, fucking strap up your big boy pants and fucking keep on keeping on, you know, it's like, there's two ways to do anything in life. It's like you can sulk or you can fucking get back on the grindstone. So I think, uh, yeah, I was a little like, you know, whatever negative this episode, but, um, I think you were negative. I think you were real, man. Well, right. Yeah. But like in a sense of like, you know, well, you know, it was like, it's a little, it's not like a positive story, I guess. No, but it's, it's a it's a real it's a real story yeah real life yeah real um real recognize real hey listen uh, just to pull a quick quote from from uh the movie blow great movie johnny depp uh sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust and when you're up it's never as good as it seems and when you're down you never think you'll be up again but life goes on and that's words to live by um subscribe rate review my man patreon Check out the Patreon page, link in our bio. If you want to donate, awesome. If not, also cool. Listen, we're doing all right over here, all right? I just got an eviction notice, but we're doing fine over here. Don't worry about it. Our pets' heads are falling off. Our pets' heads are falling <laughs> off. Uh, but no, on a, on a serious note, Benny, great great chat this week. It was, it was, it was a good one. Um, I love you, buddy. Love you, bro.